Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Bucks tight end Cameron Brait is going to be released by this team by March 15th. We'll have that. The Tampa Bay Bucks players don't like their travel. And they're not too happy about the lack of child care, apparently, as well as report cards came out by the NFLPA on all 32 teams. We're going to talk about all of that here, as well as a few mailbag questions of your own here in just a second. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Before we get started, I want to tell you how to save money on your electric bill. It's May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems now for 12 years. There's a lot of these fly-by-night companies, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. Here's what they do. They guarantee their workmanship for a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is the main difference if you visit their Hudson showroom. May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install Plus, they don't use subcontractors. All those guys up there working, those are Billy Mays guys. That's important. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar. Here's the number, 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate, lower your electric bill all year long, preserve the quality of your appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. All right, so the news broke and was confirmed uh, that Cameron Brait, as we have speculated all along, is going to be one of the salary cap casualties. The Bucks started the process some $56 million over the salary cap, $35 million of that, courtesy of Tom Brady, who decided to file his retirement papers rather than let them do something to maybe uh, mitigate that over the next two years. But okay, so $56 million over. Um, we know that they uh, are releasing Leonard Fournette. He told me uh, that he had asked for his release. Didn't feel like they had a chance to win, so he wanted to move on. Tom Brady's gone, all of that. Now it's Cam Brate. They're going to save about $2 million. Listen, I covered his whole career, as I did most of these guys. Uh, he was there nine seasons. The kind of career that Cam Brate had is storybook in the NFL. And what I mean by that is, like, first of all, you know, the odds of, of making it to an NFL team or professional sports in general right, are astronomical. I mean, seriously. Um, so many people compete, so many people want to play and, and have those jobs. There's only 16, 1,700 players on, on an NFL roster at any given time in the league. And so here's a guy from Harvard, right? So you start looking at well, how many Harvard players have made it to the NFL. Uh, not many, okay? Very, very few. We know about Ryan Fitzpatrick and others. Um, but they're few and very, very far in between, okay? Because Ivy League football is not – you know, what the SEC or the Big 12 or the Big 10, all that, right? You're competing against, these are the best players in the world, right, that you're trying to uh, to compete against. And Cameron Bright wasn't drafted, okay, seven rounds of the draft, he didn't go. Um, and, you know, basically was on a practice squad, was released, went to New Orleans, came back, uh, claimed by the Bucks again, and, 
not a not a physically imposing guy by any means. I mean, he's tall and he's strong and all that stuff. But you know, when he started his career, he wasn't a very good blocker. Didn't have did you know had trouble pushing the sled. Quite frankly, turned himself into a incredible red zone target and third down target. I mean, this guy made a ton of catches and most of his career, five years of it anyway. Uh, the first, well good portion of his five years of his nine-year career was spent with Jameis Winston. And him and Jameis had something going, especially in the red zone, a lot. Uh, And then Tom Brady came up. And, you know, when Tom Brady arrived, he also brought Rob Gronkowski. And so Cam Brate, you know, was never really that tight end one, right? He was always sort of the backup, the the double tight end guy, um, that sort of thing. And you know, he just became one of these guys that had tremendous hands and tremendous heart and made himself into a player as much as anything else. And it's hard to do at the NFL level, but this guy worked his butt off. And you talk about a great locker room guy, um, obviously a smart guy, but always there to be accountable, always there to set the right message, to say the right things, win or lose. And there was a lot of losing early in his career. Uh, stand-up guy, and from a media perspective, like you dream of players like this, right? This is uh, there's a handful of guys who will stand there and face the music, you know, come hell or high water, um, and never lose their patience with you, you know. And that's that's rare in a business where you have ten minutes to cool off after three hours of getting your head knocked in. And Cam was always that guy. We could always go to Cam. He would give you great perspective. Uh, he was patient, even as disappointed as he might have been. Um, you know, he, he was just professional. That's the best thing you can say about him. And, you know, he, uh, he he had a lot of success in Tampa Bay, including he found his wife here, um, Brooke Skelly, who is just a, a wonderful woman that worked for the Bucks uh, PR department and um, is now his wife. Um, they're a terrific couple. They plan to make their home in Tampa. I don't know what opportunities Cam will have, that that remains to be seen, right? When you get to free agency, sometimes you're surprised one way or the other. And if he wants to continue his career, he can. But they, uh, you know, I've, I've understood that uh, he plans to make his home in Tampa. Tampa is is his home. Uh, even though he was, uh, you know, born and raised in, in, in Illinois, uh, he loves it here. They recently bought a new house. And so even if he were to go to play somewhere for a year or two, um, he's still going to return right here and keep his residence in Tampa Bay. So you will see Cam Brayton, the great mustache that he has, uh, you know, the old Magnum PI, uh, Tom Selleck stash that we're all jealous of that none of us can grow. So happy trails, man, wherever, wherever he goes, um, you just remember the big smile and how much joy he had in playing football. And let me tell you, this is not a guy that had to play, uh, again, Harvard educated, Smart with his money, very uh, great business acumen. He's going to be successful. We're going to hear about him post career, if and when that occurs. Um, but the fact is, is that they drafted two tight ends last year, and Cam has been hurt. And and you know, I always say this: the older you get, you you know, typically guys in this league don't get as they get older, they don't get more productive or less injured. Like they they usually you see the production slide because you see. Um, they have trouble staying on the field. And that, that has been Cam's problem the last few years. And now, you know, you've drafted a couple guys that you really, really like and at, at tight end. You know, I think when Cade Otten came in here as, as a draft pick and, and sort of won a starting job for the most part, he is a dual threat tight end. He's a guy that's going to get better as a blocker, 
Coke Keefe did some nice, nice things. Um, Bronk obviously is gone and, and not likely to come back now. So, you know, it's still a position you could add to. Um, but with great salary, they're going to save about $2 million, as I mentioned, and, and that'll help them get cap compliant by March 15th. But Jason Light reached out to him uh, and his wife and, and very respectfully, um, they think the world of Kate, he's taken, uh, you know, the last three years, uh, he renegotiated his contract to give them some cap space. Uh, so because of that, there's been some, you know, some, some years added to it in terms of uh, voidable years and things like that. So he's not going to save that much, about $2 million or so, as I mentioned. But um, yeah, so you're rooting for a guy like that. I think it's a, he's a good story and you're going to see more of this. I think Donovan Smith will be next. Donovan will save them, I think, somewhere around $9 million or thereabouts. Leonard Fournette saved them three and a half. Uh, could there be some surprises? There could. They obviously have 23 free agents. They would like to resign a bulk, a lot of those guys, including Jamel Dean, Levante David, uh, could save them some money if he signed before we get to March 15th. So uh, I think there's going to be a release where, you know, you're just going to see a ton of guys all at once um, that have, that have been let go and these are all players. It's tough now because now these are players that are Super Bowl champions. These are guys that helped them win a ring, uh, bought in when Brady got here, were here during some lean years before that, made some Pro Bowls and things like that. And now you got to say goodbye to them. That's the difficult part, the business part of the NFL that's really tough. And most guys' careers don't last more than three or four years. You know, Donovan Smith has played a long time, he's going to be 31 years old. Cam Brate, nine years undrafted player. He finishes with 273 regular season catches, which is amazing, right? 2,857 yards. His 33 touchdowns in the regular season, get this. And who could say this about a, a guy like Cam Brate, undrafted as he was? Third most in franchise history, right? Um, of all players, one shy of Jimmy Giles, who is in the ring of honor. And he has 221 uh, playoff receiving yards. That's the second most by a Tampa Bay tight end, only behind another Hall of Famer, Rob Gronkowski, who has 226. So he almost took him on that as well. Uh, last year, remember, it was, a, it was a frightening time, and I think we said at the time anybody close to Cam Bright that loves him probably should have encouraged him to retire because he was carted off the field on October 16th in Pittsburgh. He had that hit from Miles Jack, caught a short pass over the middle, uh, it was a neck injury. It sidelined him for about three games. He only had seven catches the rest of the year. He played very sparingly. And um, here's the thing he'll be most noted for when you when you break it down is that for all those touchdown catches, yeah, the last one he had was in the playoff loss that they had to the Dallas Cowboys. Also happened to be the last touchdown pass thrown by Tom Brady. So what is that football worth? And yes, he has it. It is also, you know, something sentimental to him because it was his last touchdown cast, maybe maybe ever. Um, and even having said all that, not even close to the biggest connection he had with Brady. That would have been during the Super Bowl parade when Tom Brady hyped up on avocado tequila <laughs> with his girl, uh, you know, uh, his daughter in tow uh, decides uh, against all conventional wisdom to throw the Lombardi trophy, pass it, if you will, from his boat, right? While Vivi is screaming, his daughter, no, she's the only one that has like any sense on, on that boat. 
passes this thing, throws it across the Hillsborough River to Cambrate, who makes the catch. And I don't know if the Lombardi can float or not, but at least they didn't have to find out that day. Um, that was pressure. That was a, a, a tough catch and one that, uh, you know, one that will probably be more celebrated than anything he did in his career. So happy trails to Cambrate. Really, really great career. And, um, you know, if he goes somewhere else, you know, you wish him nothing but the best. But um, that's, you know, part of the business. And we're going to see more guys that the Bucks plan to part with here in the next few days. As I mentioned, guys like Donovan Smith and others. All right, um, let's address, there was a survey, and this came out for all 32 NFL teams. It was weird because it was done by the National Football League Players Association. And a lot of times they do these surveys anonymously and they share that information with the league in sort of a, you know, the spirit of the agreement, right? This collective bargaining agreement. Like, we're not trying to embarrass you. We're trying to you know, get our players' opinions and then and then pass them along so that, you know, you can make improvements or changes and things we can discuss in the collective bargaining, that sort of thing. Well, this time, it just popped up. It's like, yep, uh, did all these surveys for all these teams about various, you know, categories and how happy they are or not happy they are. We did a report card, A through F, and basically decided, you know, we're going to list the grievances of each team. Team by team by team by team. Well, the Bucks didn't fare all that great, okay? They were 26th among the 32 teams in, in satisfaction, if you will. Uh, here's what we learned about these anonymous surveys by the NFLPA. The Bucks love their strength coaches. Man, do they love their strength coaches. And they love the weight room and the training staff and Bobby Slater, all those guys. You know what they hate? They hate the way they travel. They hate the travel policies. They hate the treatment of their families by the organization. That one is a is a bit of a gut punch because if you're the Glazers who own the Bucks, like they're, they're it's a family business, right? Like they have a lot of siblings and family is very very important to them. So you would think that they would be more sort of like in tune to what the family's needs are, but uh, I wrote a story last year about Sean Murphy Bunting's mom becoming sort of the first unofficial team mom, if you will, with the Bucks, Not a paid position, but basically she saw a need because, you know, she was a first-time NFL parent. She didn't know how to get a jersey. She didn't know how to get a ticket. She didn't know where, how to, you know, where to go on the road and things like that. So she sort of organized herself and is made herself available the last couple of years to answer a lot of those questions to incoming rookies and incoming free agents. Um, when you really break it down, it's not as bad as it sounds, right? Um, as I mentioned, the highest grade went to strength coaches in A. The training staff led by Bobby Slater was an A-. minus. Um, the weight room itself, which I don't know how you judge equipment per se, um, that was a B plus, And some teams didn't have that, to say the least. And travel was the thing that got them. They got a failing grade. Um, they got an F travel closely by the food service and the nutrition which was a d that's surprising i'll get into that in a minute and then and as i mentioned earlier the treatment of families right families you want to be good to the families of the players and and again some of that was based on the fact that some teams provide daycare um the bucks do not 
Okay. Uh, one of the things that was quoted in the survey, they said, quote, uh, with respect to Bucks players, players feel the locker room is small and outdated and their travel policies are uncomfortable. Um, they are one of six teams that make a large segment of their players room on road games. So they have roommates for the most part. And they also are among only eight teams that don't offer players first-class seats. So when you get on, you know, the Airbus, uh, no matter what the charter is, whether it's Delta or whoever they, whomever they charter, those first-class seats are not going to players. And that's difficult sometimes when you're, you know, 6'5", 330. Um, the only coach I remember that made the exception, and I'm really not done a deep dive into this with respect to the Bucks, but I do know this because I was writing about it, is that Greg Schiano, of all people, decided, and it's limited, right, in first class when, when you have that many guys, but basically, um, you know, he decided that the big guys, the defensive linemen, the offensive linemen, they were going to take up the first class seats, and then everybody else got the rest. But uh, according to the survey, that's not the case. The first class seats are not available. I don't know who's sitting up there. Maybe it's the coaches or the coaching staff. I imagine Brady was probably important enough to sit up there by himself or with Alex Guerrero. I just don't know. Um, you know, for them to feel like the locker room's inadequate and some of the facilities and things, that's a little surprising to me because they got a 135-foot square uh, foot training facility over there, the Advent Training Center. It opened in 2006, and it's got, you know, 6,600 6, square foot locker room. And, a, you know, nearly 10,000 square feet of workout and rain training space um, and a, a big training room and a, and a rehab center. Just so many things at their disposal that it's a little surprising, as is, quite frankly, like the food. You know, apparently they didn't like the food, so that's not a good thing either, um, although they have nutritionists and they work hard at it. So I don't really know what to make of this. There were other teams, even in the division, that you know didn't fare very well. Um, but the Bucks had a statement and said, look, we're, you know, we're kind of aware of this now. And now that we know what the particular needs are, we'll, we'll try to address them. Um, but I had a feeling like the league was not happy how this tumbled out because, um, basically it was from the NFLPA. None of it was like, you know, Hey, can we collectively bargain this? Like, what do we have to do? And it's like, Nope, here it is. The cold, ugly truth, 1300 recipients. And this is what they think of your league team by team. So that was tough. Um, but I think overall, and, and I've, I've, you know, I've traveled with a number of teams over the years, I actually think they do a pretty good job. You know, and I actually think that, you know, Tim Jiraki is one of the best in the business. If you remember a year ago, and this is, this is not germane to the poll because the poll was dealing with road trips for, for play, playing purposes. Um, but you remember there was a hurricane that came by, Hurricane Ian, and the Bucks were supposed to play Miami Dolphins. And everybody, it got close to the coast. It was like, oh, hell no, we ain't playing that game. But the Bucks did everything they could in their power as an organization to say, hey, have you got a wife Have you know, or any kind of spouse? Have you got kids? You got pets. They accepted pets. Um, and you'd like to kind of get out of harm's way. We're going to charter a couple of planes to Miami. And a good number of people took them up on that, you know. 
And they didn't have to do that. Uh, I, I recognize that you can have a policy for first class and, um, you know, certainly a lot of players probably don't enjoy rooming together. Somebody asked me earlier, uh, do you room with Joey Knight? I'm like, no. <laughs> and, uh, and please don't remind people of that because I, I would definitely prefer to be on my own um, if I've got to travel. But apparently the Bucks do not give that option to everybody. You can imagine Tom Brady probably had his own room. And, and for that reason, um, you know, it wasn't a great sort of uh, response in terms of the report card and things like that. Okay, so we'll get into some of your mailbag questions here coming up as we uh, get through this final week here uh, as I return from the combine. Let me just say this, too, about – so. Now, the combine's still going on, and, and players are now starting to work out and, and interview and things like that. I wasn't there for very long. I was supposed to come home on, eh, I guess it would have been Wednesday night. And thanks to American Airlines, and I'm not picking on them, but that's who I was flying. Um, they had a mechanical issue trying to pick us up in a plane that was coming from Charlotte and therefore was delayed by, I don't know, hour and a half. And that would have meant that I would miss my connection in Charlotte to try to get home uh, a little after midnight. So you start talking to him and talking to him. It's like, no, the plane's coming. And, you know, you might have to spend the night in Charlotte. We'll take care of the hotel, whatever. Uh, Unfortunately, the first flight is booked. I can't get you on the 6 a.m., maybe 11 a.m. So I'm talking about a good 24 hours, you know, to try to get home from Indy. Um, And then they canceled the flight. (laughs) So the flight coming in was delayed because of mechanical issues. But when he got here, apparently it was so bad, and those poor pa- uh, passengers didn't know it, that they grounded it. They were like, no, no, can't fly this one. <laughs> so, you know, you get the voucher to the bad hotel that you feel like you need to sleep above the sheets with your clothes on, <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, it was kind of a long day. Um, but the buzz there, of course, is a lot of it. Um, from various circles is, is going to be, I think it's going to be what, you know, how the quarterbacks fare. I mean, this is a quarterback draft. Obviously there's three to four to maybe even as many as five guys that could go in the first round. And it's AR 15 is the guy who I think is going to help himself the most Anthony Richardson, because he's going to go out there and he's going to drill it. And he, he has the arm strength, the speed, the size, he has everything you would want if you were trying to, you know, make up a quarterback um, and how he plays. And I think he's going to test very well. I think he's going to throw well against air. And I think he's going to have good workouts. I think at their next Saturday, that one's going to be interesting because I've seen mock drafts, even with CBS new or CBS sports saying he could go as high as number one overall. I'm like, come on. Um, but the ceiling with him is, is incredibly high, Right. Uh, through the ozone layer high. Like, it's it's big. Like it, I haven't seen a guy this big throw the ball that far and be and run that well in a very, very long time. And with all the RPOs and different things, he's going to definitely help somebody. Um, so that that's, you know, that's a big one. That 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 right there is a, is is kind of a kind of a big story. Um, we've got some questions uh, in the mailbag. Um and of course, you know, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but Tampa Bay Lightning, they lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins, Penguins in overtime, five to four. Victor Heaven ties it up with about four minutes to play. Just not a good, I mean, 
John Cooper didn't seem that upset. Um, not going to spend much time on it, but it was like basically they played better, but every mistake they made ended up in the back of their net. That's all you can say. I thought Bassey was great, um, and yet they, you know, they still managed to lose the game. All right, so getting back to uh, your mailbag questions. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Neander Bill, and this is about the survey as much as anything. Neander Bill asks, what does their former employer have to take care of their, or why does the the employer have to take care of their families? Isn't that the player's responsibility? Yes. A thousand times. Yes. I mean, if you have kids, a wife, whatever, a dog, you know, absolutely. You know, this is a job. And, and if you're going to work, you have to find ways to make arrangements so that all that other stuff in your life is accounted for. There's no question about it. I think what people get skewed about this survey is that it's apples to oranges sometimes. Um, they're asking you what you're happy or unhappy with, but you're keenly aware that there are other organizations that maybe do provide daycare, right? Um, maybe they have a bigger locker room. Um, you know, Maybe the meals are better, that sort of thing. I mean, I saw where Arizona and um, Bidwell got hammered their owner out there, Bill Bidwell, because they made their players pay for their lunches, you know, which is not the case at, at the Bucks. Um, and so, you know, there's a way to do it. Like the playing thing is difficult. Again, uh, Graciano used to let the big guys ride up front, but you're really, you know, you're cramped in there anyway. Um, the dirty little secret is that airlines like Delta and American and United, they don't want to charter planes anymore. They, they're kind of getting out of that business. Um, but the Bucks still needed that business desperately. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I, I, I don't think that they have a responsibility, like in terms of like some teams have, have, and, and Andrew Bell asked this, why they have to take care of their families. Um, it, it's just what other teams have. Like that's the standard. Somebody asked if, for example, like, do you room on the road with Joey Knight? No, I don't. I don't. And, and But you can't compare the print and media industry uh, to the NFL, right? Like, it's. I'm glad we don't. But the league makes plenty of money. If they wanted every player, and many teams do, to have their own room, they could do so. They could absolutely do so. So the Bucks had a response and said, basically, look, we're aware of this poll. Kind of don't wish it came out the way it did, but we're going to address the, the concerns of the players and of their families. And I think they will. I think Brian, Brian Ford does a good job over there. Um, again, um, probably caught him a little off <laughs> surprise as it did many teams. Um, but now them, the grades, as they say, uh, we had a question from Lindsay, uh, asks, could you see Cameron Bray winding up in the ring of honor? You know, we just mentioned that, you know, he was, what, third on the receptions 
touchdown receptions. I mean, Cam was a very, very good player, and he's a Super Bowl champion. So those things don't disqualify him at all. Um, I would just say this. like He had almost as many catches as Jimmy Giles, who is in the Hall of Fame, but he wasn't Jimmy Giles. Like He's he's in the Hall of very, very good, and from a, a, a media standpoint, you know, first ballot, right? Like he helped everybody out in my business. But I don't think he's going to end up in the ring of honor. I think there's a lot of guys that will off these off this Super Bowl team. Some of them still have careers going on. Clearly Tom Brady will. Um but Cam eh, Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure that he will. But I just hope that, that he's around a lot. Um because he's a great ambassador for the Bucks in the game. And he might still continue his career as well. All right, we had a question from Curtis Parker who asked, any chance we do one of those cut a vet and then sign him to a cheap contract later um, that we see teams do sometimes? I imagine we need to do it for a veteran tight end. He's talking about Braid again. So... The theory being that you cut a player and then you renegotiate with them on a minuscule cap, spread it over a bunch of years. Could you do that? I think you could if you were inclined to, but I this felt like a divorce to me. This this has felt like a release, you know? Um, and so for that reason, I think both parties will, will probably probably move on. Um, but again, Braid has been terrific in everything he has done. Nicholas Thornson asks, so Levante David retires, let's say, and this is hypothetical as hell, unless you know something and I don't, please give me a holler. Do we bring back Quan Alexander? And yes, uh, there are Bucks fans in Denmark. How about that? We got Denmark weighing in if you need them. So, all right, let's think about this. Um, I don't know really what Quan Alexander has in the tank. I haven't studied him. He's not obviously the player that Levante David is. I think if if Levante David were to move on, it's up to the club to really emphasize the inside linebacker position because I don't think there's much, if if any, depth. And, you know, for better or worse, I mean, I think Devin White's going to become the face of this defense, right? And every year he has gotten better, and now they're going to have to put more and more on his plate. So they definitely, in my mind, could use another strong side linebacker. Um, I don't just don't know what Quan has left. He's had major knee injuries. He's he you know you you'd have another guy that you know runs at 115 miles an hour all the time. So it's not the worst idea I've heard. But my guess is that you're going to see some defensive players taken in this draft, edge rusher, maybe a Mike linebacker. You're going to see some guys. So yeah, at, at this point, I don't think. Quan would be he's, he might be on that list I just don't know how highly he would be on that list because he's having injuries and other concerns so that that's a problem to consider as well all right Kyle J asked you know most of the focus has been on the offense the changes to the offensive coaching staff has there been any talks of Todd Bowles giving up the defensive call uh, defensive calling opportunities we asked him that he was asked that hey you know you got all these changes and you got, you know, the new quarterback and whatever. Um, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, and and this 
you know, in Bowles' mind, like he called the defense a year ago and he's hired an offensive coordinator so he could give that up. But now he's really the biggest mind on defense. My guess is, and this is a guess, just listen to how he spoke. I don't think that Todd's going to give it up. I think Todd is going to call the plays. Um, who would he give it up to, right? He's got two coordinators that were involved last year. Larry Foote, which seemed to be the guy that he would hand it off to. I just don't, I don't see that happening. I, I feel like they've got a lot of changes on the offensive side of the ball. He's taking risks there. Quarterback coach, never coached a position before. Uh, offensive coordinator, Dave Canales, never called a play before. Do you really want instability on the other side? Do you really want to um, hand over those duties to somebody different? It's not as if the Bucks defense played all that bad and defense is his thing. So it's just a guess, and he was noncommittal to it. Um, I really do think that uh, that Bowles kind of stays with that. I, th- I think he does. All right, we mentioned the Tampa Bay Lightning. They got one point anyway in a very exciting game. <laughs> Gotta lock it down. I think they're two and two and three over the last five games, but uh, um, certainly it was an exciting one at Emily Arena. We've got a lot more going on. There'll be more players cut, I'm sure of it. You want to keep it on TampaBay.com and the Tampa Bay Times uh, for all the latest. I'm waiting for the shoe drop on Donovan Smith, maybe a Ryan Suckup. Could be more. Um, so make sure you, you stick with us uh, on those websites for all your latest Buck news. Hope you have a great weekend, everybody. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tempe Times. We'll talk to you on Monday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.